Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. This past week I was in Philadelphia at a conference and I was a presenter at two different times and it was a great experience and I got home late last night and Father Matt left about 15 minutes ago so him and I were passing like ships in the night and he's off to a retreat this week so please pray for him that it could be a fruitful retreat and he was just catching me up on things and we were talking about the weather of course and just how the holiday season's really around the corner and I was starting to think about that famous Norman Rockwell painting with the big turkey right and then I was thinking about I don't watch them, but my mom does. I know many of you do. The Hallmark Christmas Channel will be kicking in if it hasn't already. And uh, all those cheesy movies, no offense, you can have your taste. I can have mine. I think they're cheesy. You can think they're great, okay? But all of them are, are, uh, it's just important that we recognize what's happening in all of these images. Because family life and friendships they have a way of awakening in us some of the most vulnerable places. We really want happy families. We really want great friendships. Ones that have an ease to them and a certain warmth and joy. And these movies and that Norman Rockwell painting, they all tap into that. They all kind of communicate to us that these are meant to be wonderful places in this world. Little moments where we could taste love and goodness and freedom and joy. And absolutely, family and friends are meant to be that. But you know, when you read the gospel, when Jesus teaches about family and friends, he's wildly realistic. Today, he says, you will be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends. This isn't Jesus condemning these relationships. After all, he was the creator and author of family. He uses family images for us to understand God and heaven. He calls his followers brothers and sisters. He loves family life. He calls his followers friends. He loves friendships. But more times than not, he's incredibly exacting and very sober about relationships and family. That while many blessings come through family, it's also true some of our biggest wounds have come through family life. And why friendship is joyful and exciting to make plans on the weekends and share hobbies and interests with friends, some of our biggest wounds and bruises have come through friendships. So how are we meant to navigate all of this? Especially because I don't want any of my parishioners going naively into another holiday season. Because when you go in naively, guess what? That's when you get fights and angry or you just get quiet and kind of repel against the family and kind of walk backwards. But if you have a plan, if you go into it with a sober mind, you're going to take less hits and you're going to know how to navigate things while no matter what happens, with joy and peace, really the grace of God in our hearts. So here's something that I think is foundational for all of us. It's a theological difference that matters very practically. The difference between idols and icons. 
An icon in the Eastern Church, and we have one on the wall there, that's that strange picture of St. Basil the Great, right behind Gregory. Gregory, raise your hand. I know how you like doing that so much. Great job, Gregory. <laughs> an icon is, is, another word for an icon is a window. It's meant to draw us beyond the thing into the heavenly reality. Well, that's why God created family life and friends. Human relationships are meant to be these little appetizers that awaken our heart for an endless, warm, tender, intimate love. It's meant to help us draw beyond the person and relationship into a prayerful longing for the place where all of our desires are fulfilled, namely heaven. But so often what happens is we take icons, windows, and we turn them into idols, or we could say a door. And we expect the people that have awakened these desires for love, joy, friendship, happiness, to fulfill us. And when we think they're going to fulfill us, that's when we start criticizing. That's when we get angry, we get frustrated, because you're not acting the way I want you to act. You're not being the person I want you to be. And in some sense, well, duh. They're another person. They have their own freedom, their own dignity. They're their own unique, unrepeatable image of God. So what is the invitation here? The invitation from Jesus is to say, remember that friendships, family, is meant to be an appetizer, not the banquet. It meant, it's meant to be a little glimpse of what we really desire, which is deep abiding communion and intimacy with love himself, God, and all those who were joined to him, the communion of saints. This side of the kingdom, we get glimpses, and thank God for these glimpses. They keep our hearts alive and full of desire, which can turn into prayer. But also, it involves purification on our part. To recognize that this world, we're a pilgrim. We're moving through this world. This world is not our fulfillment. No relationship in this world is meant to satisfy or fulfill us, but namely get us in touch with the longing so that longing can turn into a prayer and we can bring it to Jesus who leads us to our fulfillment. This is very different than our culture. What does our culture say? Accept everything. Accept everyone. And that's actually a good start. We can agree with that. Accept people where they're at. Accept that you're broken, I'm broken, I'm going to disappoint you, you're going to disappoint me. If your family was frustrating last year, I'll bet you $10 million are going to be frustrating this year. Okay? To accept that reality is the first step. That's where our culture stops. As a disciple, we don't stop there. What we accept also is that we have a longing for things to be different. We have a desire for a kind of family and friendship that is all beautiful, all loving, all good. No bumps, no bruises, no wounds. We have that longing and Jesus says, that's why I'm a savior. I came not to crush your dreams and desires, but to show you how to live in this world in such a way that you'll get to the next. Because when we switch icon and idols and we get it backwards, we think this world, these people, these relationships 
are our fulfillment. And Jesus says, at best, they're an appetizer. At worst, they're an obstacle. But with Jesus, we learn how to navigate. We can keep our sense of gentleness and joy. And he can show us that, yes, uncle so-and-so is still strange. Yes, your friend still does weird things. But we don't need to live in the cancel culture where you do one wrong thing and it's over. We can live with forgiveness and compassion, knowing that you're not my God anyways. God is with me through the Holy Spirit and the church, and I'm on my way to the place of fulfillment. And that's a lot more peaceful, and then we get to be the salt and light of the world, showing people why Jesus is a gift in this world and not a drag.